wait a minute. You're dead. You'll be dead for 30 years. Um, that sounds that sounds like a childhood infliction. <laughs> oh yeah, the prefontaine. Oh god. Uh yeah, it's seventies guy who could run fast. That's all of it. Um I'm just gonna bring it in there. Cool. Good pre-roll. Uh you are listening to Boo Ha Ha, the podcast where I don't have any consistency in my openings and we're on episode seven, eight, six. I I could check, I'm not going to. I'm your host, Emily Faye Coleman, and I am here with one of the spookiest people that I follow on Instagram. (laughs) Hello. I follow an actual mortician on Instagram, but you're the spookiest person. That is high praise. Uh, I'm thank you. I'm I'm very I'm happy and delighted to be here. I've I've uh, No, this is Avalon Leonetti, by the way. I (laughs) I'd prefer to just be known as the spooky Instagrammer. Thank you. for 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 the virtue of the listeners, I did dress as like uh, as the hipster Grim Reaper today. So um, <laughs> I look like Death's farmhand. <laughs> oh, so uh, oh, there were the restrictions of a non visual medium. I always like when you listen to a podcast and you get to a, you get to theater of the mind. Like, are they dancing? What's happening? I'm so so curious. Yeah, there's a lot of dancing happening on this podcast, which. I mean, if you've been listening for the entirety of the show, you would know. It's impressive. I'm doing a soft shoe right now. Yeah, yeah. Going to get some Charleston in later. So, you know how this works. Like, I'm going to read you some stories. You can interrupt with whatever you want. There's no rules. Excited. This podcast has an explicit tag. <laughs> Fuck yes. Episode two, we had a toolbox full of nipples. So, like... like Not in- like we personally okay. had. Not in studio. <laughs> no. We had an Ed Gein tangent. Oh, and- sure. Sure. So an actual toolbox full of nipples. Yeah. But sewn into a tasteful belt. I was going to say, yeah, you have to keep them somewhere before you turn them into like eye patches or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I said it, then I pictured it, and then I, then I lost it. Um. <laughs> I was just like imagining them hung up on like a little clothesline. I can't remember what his final nipple count was, but it was <clears> at least <throat> twice the amount of bodies they found, so... At least we twice. Know. It's maximum twice the amount of bodies they found. We know it was an even number. Uh, <laughs> what uh, if it was like that senior prank where they released three pigs, but numbered them one, two, and four? Oh, that is my favorite story <laughs> ever. So it's such beautiful brilliance. The forensic people are like, okay, we have 13 nipples. Where was the... <laughs> God. We can't dust for nipples, can we? Is that how... <laughs> We've checked inside the stove again, right? <laughs> Just turn the toolbox upside down and shake it. There's, it's probably stuck to the bottom. Uh, <laughs> oh, here it is. It fell under the couch. <laughs> Fourteen. <laughs> um, our first story is the Hammersmith ghost. Ooh. Because all good things happen in England in the 1800s. Like consumption. And Jack the Ripper. Uh-huh. <laughs> The greatest hits. Hammersmith is a district in West London, by the way. And the story takes place in 1803. And there's a ghost. I'm on board. Okay, story two. Uh, (laughs) I like your efficiency. (laughs) 
it's a very short podcast. It's for people who have like a 15 minute commute. Yeah, it's really, it, it gets where it needs to go, you know? Uh, so this ghost haunting the Hammersmith district in 1803 was the ghost of a man who had cut his own throat and was buried at the Hammersmith churchyard. Uh, suicides aren't supposed to be buried in consecrated ground because sin. And uh, <laughs> as such, the soul of this guy was doomed to roam the earth or just the Hammersmith district. That's in spite of the being buried in the churchyard? Like, what I, think, have... I think that the ground was like rejecting his spirit because it couldn't physically reject his body. <laughs> Yeah, he was like he was like a cemetery kidney transplant. Yes. Yeah. There you go. It's like we'll keep the body, but you take a walk forever, just around the block until the end of time. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so the Hammersmith ghost haunted the churchyard and the surrounding streets, and anyone unfortunate enough to meet it, and there was a lot of stories about it. So rather than just allowing itself to be seen, the ghost would chase passers by through the. Wow, that was a weirdly worded sentence. <laughs> Chase passers through down. What the fuck? I didn't copy and paste. It's this. a British construction. <laughs> so the cliff notes on that sentence is the ghost would chase passers by. Sure, he's spry. Yeah. yeah. Uh, different things happened to different people when the ghost caught them. One woman was restrained by the ghost until she passed out. <laughs> <laughs> Did he put her in, like a headlock? <laughs> uh, the woman later came to and was found wandering in the cemetery, but she never recovered from the shock and died soon after. <laughs> I love that in the 18th century, like, a strong breeze could take you out. Well, in episode one, we did the Tower of London and a guard saw a ghost bear and then he died of the shock. <laughs> I kind of get that, I guess. I mean, you don't expect bears and certainly not ghosts and certainly not ghost bears. In the Tower of London. How no, does that's it get a up building. the stairs? <laughs> um, so that old lady died. I assume she was old. I would hope. It's going to be like a 25-year-old. Prime of life. And one man was grasped by the throat by the ghost. Um, no word on whether he died. I, I'm, he probably did at some point because this story was in 1803. But <laughs> uh, So after the ghost choked the Highlander, what happened? <laughs> Uh, the ghost was generally described as being very tall and white, which describes pretty much every man in England. <laughs> I can't find a source that said he had the cuts on his throat, so I don't know how they worked that part of the story out. Is that why he, he was going for the throat so much? He just wanted to share the... It's a good theory. Okay. No one really investigate. Like, Zach Beggins wasn't out there in his tap-out shirt. <laughs> Or ye old tap-out shirt. Oh, poor Zach Baggins leaving so many ghosts unyelled at. Have you seen Grave Encounters? Not, uh, bits and bits and bobs. Um, uh, they did not cover the fact at all that they were making fun of him. <laughs> Even, like, the fake intro for the fake show that they were making oh. was almost exactly the Ghost Adventures intro. I, I don't want to get us off onto a Zach Baggins tangent, but, like... To, to go through life being that entity i i, I just oh, okay so let's get back to the strangler please um <laughs> as a, a sidebar on a sidebar when i was in college <laughs> i had to do a sound design project where we did an animatic with voices and i did a ghost adventures reno 911 crossover <laughs> episode where terry helps them investigate uh. a ghost there was a scooby doo like chase scene <laughs> Tell me more about my favorite thing. 
<laughs> it was the worst fucking thing ever. But uh, I mean, the way you're describing it, I'm surprised it didn't get picked up. I know. Uh, <laughs> Take that shit to series. We could get Nick's words on the tall and white. Yeah. Uh, hysteria was rising through the population of Hammersmith and eventually, thanks to gossip, to other parts of London. They didn't have a lot else to talk about. Um, it was believed that some businesses were suffering because clients and customers were unwilling to travel due to the threat of the spirit. A lot of businesses in that cemetery. <laughs> in, the, in the Hammersmith district. <laughs> There's shit there now. Oh, wait. Enters the Zach Bagginses of the story. Oh, um, However, there were some of those who went out of their way to catch a look at the ghost. Some staking out the cemetery and nearby streets. And one Scooby-Doo asshole even coming face to face with the ghost. Uh, he chased it. But the ghost got away. Yeah, was the ghost hunter distracted by a ridiculously tall sandwich? <laughs> yeah, uh, that he had shuffled together like a deck of cards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For some reason, there were a bunch of snacks in this mausoleum. <laughs> I never really thought about it, but the the cold cuts on Scooby Doo were very stiff. It has to, I have to assume it's just corpse meat. They're eating corpse meat. <laughs> the, the the unaddressed subtone is like, yes, they're all pot smokers, also cannibals. I'm gonna have to look into this because I do love a good stoned cannibal. It's the, <laughs> the best kind. At least they're chill. This is the best part of Green Inferno. Oh yeah. You know, when Junie Cortez from Spy Kids got eaten by the cannibals because they had the munchies? Yeah. That... Oh, that was her? It was him. It oh. was the little red-headed oh, okay. kid. I, that's right. I thought it was, I'm like, was it the girl? Yeah, no, that's right. Okay. This gets a little political. I'm going to be real with you. By nope. 1804, <laughs> citizens began carrying guns with them in case of an encounter. <clears throat> so they didn't They're going to shoot under... the ghost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have some potential problems there. A potential. Uh, <laughs> What kind of bullets are they using? If they're metal, might not be effective. Maybe they're just like too in a supernatural and they're full of rock salt. <laughs> um, and these are 1804 guns, so like, pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that weird flared barrel. Unfortunately, on January 3rd, their method of protection went horribly wrong, as <laughs> a situation with scared people carrying guns only can. Uh, Francis Smith was patrolling the area with a loaded gun when he entered Black Lion Lane. As he made his way through the hedge line path, he spotted a white figure coming towards him. So this is one of the only cases of something white being shot on sight. <laughs> well, it's England. <laughs> Uh, he called out to it and told it to stop, but when the figure continued coming towards him, Francis raised his firearm and fired it. The figure dropped to the ground. Sounds like he killed that ghost. <laughs> Story over, right? On closer inspection, Francis Smith realized that he had killed a normal, alive man, a bricklayer and plasterer by the name of Thomas Millwood. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Was he just, like, covered in, like... Like, wall dust? Was he, like, covered in drywall? Uh, Thomas Millwood was wearing the clothes of his trade, which are all white, um, and with superspi- superstitious assholes running around, it was amazing no one had shot him before. <laughs> As a matter of fact, during the weekend prior, Millwood had terrified a group of people who had thought that he was the ghost. Now, to me, this sounds like a guy who thought he was going to have a real fun time spooking some jerks. Uh, Hold on, I've I've read the story like maybe twice. Oh, yeah, okay. We'll get to that. Oh boy. (laughs) It goes further south than this. It's practically hanging out with penguins. (laughs) 
Francis Smith was horrified at what he had done and went to the authorities. Thomas Millwood was dead. His body was taken to the Black Lion pub and Smith was put on trial for willful willful murder. My question is, they never talk about what happened to Millwood's body after they took it to the pub. (laughs) Have you ever seen a Victorian weekend at Bernie's? (laughs) The monocle keeps falling off. He won the lottery, he did. It's ten guinea. That's nice this guy turned himself in, though, and that he was put on trial for willful murder. That's the other point I'd like to make. Is there a flip side to that coin? Unwillful murder? I think it's manslaughter. Oh, there we go. That's probably it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which sounds worse than murder. It, it's definitely like a better band name. I don't know. I would start like a progre- like progressive black metal band, Willful Murder. I Oh, yeah, no, I'd listen to that. I feel like uh, if it was like fun prog rock, then the first album name could be like practically hanging out with penguins or whatever it was that you just said <laughs> that this story's going towards. In my head, that band sounds like the B-52s. Oh, <laughs> I want to listen to that. Uh, pub Murder. Was a dead plasterer. <laughs> We're going to really test the mic's ability to, like, <laughs> pick <Sorry>. up snorts. <laughs> That's just me doing rails in the background. Don't worry. Um. That's actually why he looks so white, just covered in coke. Uh, I was like that scene in Horrible Bosses. <laughs> Although many testified to Francis Smith's good nature uh, and that the death was accidental and that he was in fear for his life and it was essentially self-defense, the du- judge ordered... The jury defined Smith guilty of murder if they believe the facts related to the crime to be true. The judge ordered the jury to find him guilty. Yeah, I know. That's that's how the system works, right? Yes. God damn. After they found him guilty of manslaughter, a lesser Mm. charge, uh, the court would not accept the verdict. They had to find Smith guilty or not guilty of murder. All other factors were irrelevant. That's not how the law works. At that point, do you need a jury? Is this... Uh, The jury came back with a second verdict of guilty, and the sentence of death was handed down. Smith was to be hanged and dissected. (laughs) Um, Because I believe this was about the time where doctors were trying to get their hands on as many bodies as possible. Sure, sure. They they thought they would head him off with the pass and let him be dissected so they didn't get, like, Burke and or haired. I was just going to bring up Burke and hair. (laughs) (laughs) The, luckily for Smith, the sentence was commuted to one year's hard labor. So they basically sent him on an Australian vacation. And, yeah, and probably just, like, he just continued to do, like, his job, but in the sun. Like, he was probably just doing constructy things, I would assume. Yeah. So what of the real Hammersmith ghost? <laughs> it turns out the ghost was John Graham, an elderly shoemaker who took on the guise to frighten his apprentice. The reason being that the apprentice had been scaring Graham's children with ghost stories, so what better way to get revenge than to dress as a ghost and scare him back? Now, okay, are you saying... It was a live man who was really petty. The, the, the ghost that loved to chase people was literally doing it because of some dastardly kids? Is that what we're... Uh, no, it, the apprentice to this elderly shoemaker... I was telling the shoemaker's kids scary stories. And he was like, well, bitch, now they won't sleep. So he dressed up as a ghost 
to scare the apprentice, but in turn managed to scare an entire region of the city and get a man shot. Eye for an eye. Uh, okay, that's... Now, okay, that... It... <clears throat> I didn't expect that last little... The tr- I mean, I didn't expect any of the turns. I didn't expect a plaster to get shot. And I certainly didn't expect the ghost to be an elderly you man. You didn't go into the story expecting a tradesman to get murdered? <laughs> I mean, I, it's it's England in the 18th century. I suppose I should have. Uh- <laughs> uh, that's not the end of the story. Oh, good. After Thomas Millwood was shot, um, his body was taken to the Black Lion pub, and it is believed that Millwood, or at least part of him, still exists and is responsible for the hauntings at the Black Lion pub. Uh, He likes to whisper patrons' names in their ears, tap them on the shoulder, make loud bangings. Uh, People have heard footsteps in rooms above the bar, and the owner believes that he felt Thomas Millwood walk right through him one evening uh, and felt a localized cold breeze. Alternate theory. Window open? Well, I mean, that's just... (laughs) A little bit drafty back in the past. Uh, The bar that was built in the uh, at least the 1800s, a little drafty? No. They were real good at, like, cutting wood, right? Oh, for sure. Okay, good. So basically, the moral of that story is don't shoot a ghost because you will make a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Become the thing you hate, really. Uh, Yeah, that's that's a fun little turn. There is now a ghost, uh, but uh, it was not the ghost that everybody thought it was. I I enjoyed that story because it was a ghost story, and then it was a murder trial, and then it was some old man being a real big dick. I don't know if he got arrested or anything for, like, mischief. Uh, And then it was a ghost (laughs) story again. criminal mischief. (laughs) If I'm going to be arrested for anything, I want it to be criminal mischief. That, I mean, I I could hope for nothing more. That Um, is a very, like xbox game <laughs> kind <Criminal>. of <laughs> is that like kids gta criminal mischief yes Just, yeah any mischief that that leads to a to a tradesman getting getting gunned down in the street i love the idea of somebody trying to convince a judge to be like i was i feared for my life i thought that i was shooting a ghost <laughs> your honor um, I would almost be like, okay, find him guilty of manslaughter. He's still going to pay for it. But the judge was like, no, it has to be murder or nothing. I have to assume the 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 judge was just trying to like Darwin awards the situation a little bit where he's like, he tried to shoot a ghost. He probably shouldn't be like out on the street reproducing with we other humans. We should just humans. kill him instead. <laughs> Harsh but fair. It doesn't is- specifically say they sent him to Australia, but I assumed hard labor and that's where they... There was probably, yeah, I would have to I don't know what hard labor consisted of. I picture, like, uh... Rocks and pickaxes? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, people just breaking rocks. I'm still not sure what that accomplished. Smaller rocks. (laughs) Put them to work at the gravel factory. Yeah, it's... (sighs) It's artisanal gravel. (laughs) Hand-hewn from boulders by Victorian convicts. Oh yeah, you can you can get it over on uh, on Mississippi Avenue for like twenty five dollars an ounce. It's, it's primo. It's great for cactuses. I mean, this is a time when people would like eat mummies for health cures. So, are we not supposed to do that? <laughs> That's why mummies are so rare. <laughs> is we ate most of them. I wish I was kidding. No, I. Uh, you just grind up some mummy into your like to the. It, it got to be so bad that. People were making uh, fake mummies to sell for people to eat. Don't eat mummies, I think, is what we need to take from that. I guess I'll change my ways then. (laughs) I've I've learned something today. Make different dinner plans. It was an expensive habit. 
Um, so that's our first story. Or this is a got a little true crimey there. <laughs> it was a little bit of everything. Is, uh, is what I enjoyed. But now we're just going to some straight fuck this territory with the island of the dolls. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Wait, no. What? Stop. Why? <laughs> Why the Island of the Dolls? Because when I started conceptualizing this episode, I was going to do, like, Italian ghosts. And then I started looking at Pavalia, and I was like, well, that's just a bunch of plague victims. Mm, it's a um, bummer. But then I was like, okay, that's not working. Islands? And so I kept this story, and then Hammersmith came because I went to realbritishghost.com. Real website. Great source. As opposed to just britishghost.com, that fucking imposter. Uh, so this is the holdover from the, this is an episode about islands. <laughs> By the way, Pavelli is just made of dead bodies. Yeah. So um, when I was looking for a source uh, to write the story, I came across a website called The Mysticurious. So there we go. And it listed Toy Story as a famous horror movie that involves spooky dolls. So I'm just going to go ahead and use it as my only source, because last week I enjoyed mocking someone else's writing a lot. Uh, what's up, Hannah J. Tidy? Uh, so I'm just going to read this verbatim from the website. And their story involves, as you can see, uh, did the bullet points not transfer? Half the story was in bullet points. Uh, sufficient. I lie, you know, get to the point. Begin quote. <laughs> If you thought that creepy, bizarre dolls are limited to movies, you're wrong. I never once thought that. No. If I if I did think that, I would probably be less upset about creepy dolls. Yes, my mother collected porcelain dolls. I am well aware of what they can do. <laughs> uh, you're wrong. There is a place on this earth which is home to such spooky, mutilated, and abandoned dolls. Moreover, wow, it's spookiness, use that one more time, uh, makes it... A magic tourist attraction. I don't know if the tourists are magic or if the location is magic. Is that why I never see wizards on vacation? They're all just on a demon ghost doll island? Pretty sure the Weasleys went to Egypt. <laughs> yeah, to eat all the mummies. <laughs> it is rather unusual as to what draws humans more to creepy places. God damn it. Uh, tourist attractions are meant to enchant you with their scenic beauty, but the story of the island, island Isla de las, oh, fuck. I am like two sections into Spanish, uh, Duolingo, so it's the island of the dolls. Fair enough. We'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Uh, located in canals in Mexico. Sure. <laughs> Please check the Twitter for the words that I wasn't going to say. <laughs> Uh, this place is rather different. People visit the island just to experience the goosebumps one gets by going there. This is it's it's like the author is like halfway to like 1984 Newspeak. <laughs> There's no extraneous words here. There's it no also didn't help that one word from that sentence was at the top of the other page. <laughs> uh, magic. <laughs> Popularly referred to as the Island of the Dolls. The island, which is to the south of Mexico City, is home to many abandoned dolls. <laughs> dolls usually look creepy because of their uncanny resemblance to human bodies, which gives us a feeling that there is life in them. So this was written for aliens. <laughs> uh, then imagine the sight of hundreds of them hanging around, some with severed parts, hollow eyes, bizarre attire, hanging on trees and staring back at you. Spooky, isn't it? I don't like it when articles talk to me like I'm there. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, especially when they've gone to such no effort to paint a picture. <laughs> Spooky doll on island. Horrifying, no. <laughs> um, to be fair, I would recommend Googling pictures of this island, which I'm going to do right now. Are you familiar with this place? Uh, it is. It is. Uh, I, 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 I feel like at some point I've heard Island of the Dolls, but I might be thinking of Valley of the Dolls. Uh, this is very different. <laughs> There are no hot white women in this. <laughs> Was Ebert involved in this? Uh, I first heard about this. Um, this isn't the article. This is me. On an episode of Destination Truth. Great show. And I think they got footage of one of the dolls, like, opening its eye. So uh. fuck that. And then Zach Bagans and Co. <laughs> went to visit it. And they brought a haunted doll with them. Oh. I, it wasn't Robert the doll, but it was, like, Robert adjacent. Is and, the idea, like, to act as a translator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's exactly what it was. We're, like, we're hoping that if we bring this here, it'll help attract the spirits. I'm like, if you're going to an island of haunted dolls, you really don't need a lightning rod. Sand to the beach, <laughs> Mr. Baggins. Here's some photos for you. And I assume all of you listeners are capable mm. of Googling. No, 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 no. What you've done is bad. <laughs> so it's an so island in Mexican canals where people, I mean, I'll get to the point, but there's just dolls hanging from trees. For, like, for anybody who, who is unable to Google it at the moment, if you've, if you've seen the season finale of the first season of True Detective, kind of like that. It's, this is, Car- it's Carcosa is what's happening. But with happening. Barbies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. There's a picture for you, mm. since the author of this article isn't isn't given that. Um, <laughs> but why would someone go hanging scary and mutilated dolls across a lonely island? This is the story of how the island gained attention as a dark tourist spot. And then, instead of actually writing a story, they just did bullet, bullet points. Which, respect, maybe they had a deadline for Mysticurious.com. So, somebody accidentally published an outline, is what happened here. <laughs> Uh, it is not known whether... Wow, that's not even in order. <laughs> the owner of the island, Don Julian, I have to assume, sure. Santana, apparently found the dead body of a girl floating in the waters on the island. Um, he was distraught over the fact that he could not save her, and sometime later he found a doll floating and believed it was possessed by the spirit of the girl. In a bid to appease the spirit of the girl, he started hanging dolls on the trees around the area. This this is what happens when a when a crazy person doesn't have all of the resources of like a Sarah Winchester or something. When they don't have the money to continuously build a house for gun violence victims. I can't build a staircase. I do have nails and trees. And all of these dolls? <laughs> yeah, he's on an island. Where is he getting the are they all washing up? If so, that is like that's they're possessed. There's you can take horrifying. a ferry down to the mainland and like buy one from the market. Oh, the um, doll guy's here again. He just gets dolls and takes them back to his island. It's probably for sex. He just buys like eight dolls and a pound of nails. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That'll do me for a week. Uh, it is not known whether he has fabricated the story or if it's a real incident. Thanks, that was very helpful. Uh, he lived as a hermit on the island for his entire life and continued tying did, abandoned... Did nobody want to come over? ...mutilated dolls on the trees uh, to please the angry spirit of the child. So she's angry now? I, well, she's dead, so oh. one has to assume she's a little upset about that. The dolls weren't cutting it? <laughs> uh, 
He used to fish abandoned dolls from the waters and instead of repairing them, position them uh, in exactly the horrific state that they were. On top of that, the dirt accumulated on them over a period of time made them appear more eerie. So yeah, they were washing up on the shore. Now that, that in and of itself is like... Is it like, where is it in Canada where the feet keep showing up? The Sailor Sea feet? Yeah, and it's like, it's it's just like the current just keeps washing yeah, feet it's, there. It's just suicide victims and people who are in boating accidents. And uh, fun fact, shoes float. Yep, yep. A lot of rubber in there. Not so a lot of heavy a lot meat of on a foot. Usually in socks, which is my favorite part. In fact, locals from the surrounding area state that sometimes he also traded the produce which he cultivated on the island to buy used dolls from them. Uh, in short, this man dedicated 50 years of his life to decorating trees, not with beautiful lights, but scary dolls. Why are we bringing the lights into this? He's selling the produce? <laughs> I bought he's... some cabbage from that island guy. There's a porcelain arm in it. <laughs> yeah, he's selling what I have to assume is haunted produce. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want some more of these ghost beets? <laughs> Can I offer you a booberry? <laughs> Uh, spectators? I don't know. The only thing I could think of was like, Fibur. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, maybe that's it. Like you eat the produce and it's fine, but then like you have like ghost doll poop. <laughs> I just keep shitting doll hair. <laughs> it's all that demon kale. <laughs> all kale is demon kale. We used to just put that on salad bars for decoration. Whose fucking idea was it to eat it? There are so many better leafy... Like that fucking hobo of the vegetable kingdom. Why would you eat kale when romaine exists? Someone in the, like, I guess the late 90s when they were still using his decoration, like, Mm -hmm. the salad bar was out. And someone in, like, their Dayglo t-shirt and leggings was like, oh, this looks fine. And then that's how we fucking started eating kale. (laughs) See that Sarah's eating the garn. Oh, that's cool. Oh, well, yeah. No, I, I love to eat the g- gale, kale, kale. I love it. It, mm. it is good. It's good for you. It's great for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel great. Let's make chips out of it. <laughs> Interestingly, though, I think that like the other much the sad, sad redheaded stepchild of the garnish world, parsley, also super healthy and tastes nice. Whenever a recipe calls for parsley, I never put it in. <laughs> Little just sidebar pro tip: uh, make pesto, replace the basil with parsley. Oh shit! I don't. I do not like basil that much. It's amazing. Oh my god! It's so good. It's very fresh. Tart. <laughs> anyway, back to yeah, Devil yeah, Doll I mean, Island. Haunted produce. <laughs> Scary dolls. All right. <clears throat> the dolls and their they use the word mutilated like forty times in this article. I'm just. I'm picturing like that. Weird little spider doll from Toy Story. No, that's exactly what I was going to tell you it looks like, because that's exactly what it looks like. The dolls in their mutilated, decaying form look horrific indeed. Well, that's a sentence. Okay. Uh, Today, hundreds of mutilated dolls. We're going to do a drinking game for this. I'll post the rules later. Uh, Mutilated dolls hang there, some with broken limbs, dressed shabbily or undressed, and look at everyone with spine-chilling eyes. They're like fashion shaming the the devil yeah. dolls like, yeah. yeah yeah this one looks like a fucking hobo uh this is actually creepy uh not worded like they worded it but just try to rephrase it in your head 
Also eerily, in 2001, Don Julian was found dead in the same place where he claimed he saw the little girl. Since then, there have been tales surrounding the island. Just since then, there were no, like, local rumors when he was selling produce to buy dolls. <laughs> you you have to wonder if that's... If that only came out when he died. And, like, up until then, it's like, oh, the nice man who lives on the island? He just he sells produce. I guess he, he donates to charities or children a lot. I don't know. There was what on the island? Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, it is said that the dolls are possessed by spirits, and locals claim that they have heard giggles and laughter. <coughs> Spine chilling. <clears throat> um, some claim that the dolls make strange sounds and whisper to each other. That's probably wind. <laughs> True or not, the mere sight of horrifying decapitated dolls hanging on a lonely island is enough to send shivers down the spine of one and all. Took a very Carnival Barker turn there. <laughs> <laughs> Come out to Devil Doll Island, guaranteed to run chills down your spine. Make sure to stop by the gift shop. Get yourself some cotton candy and circuit peanuts. Uh, lots of superstitions roam around that the island. Uh, roam around that the island since then. <laughs> Did they have a stroke? <laughs> I, like, I, I, I stopped being able to follow that sentence halfway through, and then it got to the point where I started thinking about something entirely unrelated to distract myself from what I'm going to give this one more shot. Lots of superstitions roam around that the island since then. Oh, that's four sentences that got in the transporter accident (laughs) is what happened there. It is suggested that tourists bring a doll along to please the spirits of the dolls already there. Eh, That checks out. Yeah. Uh, Locals also claim that uh, Don Julian often haunts the island. Often haunts, not just a permanent fixture. Like he steps in. He also goes to haunt the doll store that he used to frequent. Um, he keeps an eye on the dolls and the visitors. Um, <laughs> I don't like that phrasing. No, uh, I do like the idea that like, oh, if you're going to Devil Doll Island, bring a doll because it'll appease them. It's like, yeah, that's just the mark of a good party. Like BYOD. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, they managed to take a story that I found like genuinely creepy and shit all over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the equivalent of like reading the simple English wiki for something that you're really into. <laughs> Just like a hadron collider throws small things at each other to make things happen. Okay, well that's uh, fair. But for real, if you want more on this, like watch the destination destination truth episode about it um they're a little corny because it's a travel show but that doll opened its fucking eyes Ugh. that like there's the very few things are more horrifying to me than than creepy dolls like there's an entire corner of every goodwill that i can't go near yeah uh um well no when i was growing up we had a piano but the piano was covered in porcelain dolls um, and my mom still has a bunch of fucking dolls in her room, and it makes Thanksgiving very uncomfortable. Yeah, because you have an audience. Yeah. <laughs> of uh, evil. <laughs> not a doll person. <laughs> no, does, is it, at this point, I have to wonder, does anybody like them? And, like, now, that is like, of a younger generation? Dolls, in general? Yeah, like, are there people of our age who are like, I just love, like, cold, dead eyes. No, I mean, I... Have I still own them all of the American Girl dolls like prior to 2005? Sure, maybe, and those are chill. Yeah, they're not haunting, they're not porcelain, and 
cold and <laughs> that's I hadn't put it together but the fact that it's it's a doll that is always cold <laughs> it's horrifying well and porcelain has that like weird it feels like bone yeah it has that texture to it and like yeah and they have those big eyes that close when you move Ugh. them back American girl dolls do not close their eyes <laughs> Ever vigilant. That's actually those American girl when I dolls. Say it like that. That makes Felicity a little bit creepier. <laughs> She's always watching. I mean, it makes sense for Addie. She lived during the slave days. <laughs> Gotta keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> Same with Josefina. I would say, like, probably most American girls and women then and now should keep their eyes peeled. It's not yeah. it's not terrible advice. Yeah, that, we live that in all here. checks out. Yeah, terrifying uh-huh. world. Yeah, Molly had World War II to worry about. Like In the grand scheme of things, as an American during World War II, Molly was probably in the best of those boats. Probably. Oh. Yeah, not it's not ideal, but... Well, I mean, Samantha was the Victorian era in, like, San Francisco, so... And she was oh. rich. Oh, oh, God, yeah, no, that's fine. She probably had, like pet bears and her parents would like shoot at poor people's feet to make them yeah. dance for her yeah. yeah yeah of all the american girls like her and felicity were probably the best off except felicity was a 1700 so like, you could die from like looking at a mosquito weird <laughs> got a splinter <laughs> bye <laughs> yeah that's why families were so big you were gonna lose like 40 50 percent <laughs> yeah. i got rained on and then it was windy so tell my wife i love her <laughs> uh no that that island is is absolutely horrifying and it's scarier to look at than to read this article about i always wonder like why don't they burn them down the island just like in like the fact that there are abandoned carnivals it's like just burn it down just to be on the safe side right Carnivals, yes, that can be sold for scrap. <laughs> sure, it's copper in those things. Um, in terms of burning down the ghost doll island, I cannot imagine that a fire would do a whole lot of good for ghosts. That's fair. I mean, maybe we need to introduce some sort of like a holy water component or like we start the fire with like crosses or something. I don't know. I haven't fully conceptualized it, but... Just sink it. I don't also, know. <laughs> there's not a whole lot of information about where the little girl that died on the island came from. Oh, yeah. That's You'd think an interesting there would have point. been an investigation. What decade was this? Uh, let's see. He. They did not give any dates. I, I feel like there were like vast swatches of the past where it's like, well, a dead child washed up on the beach. It's listed as a tourist attraction on Google. <laughs> mm, shouldn't be. Well, here's the Wikipedia article, which is. That's not a Wikipedia article. That is a poorly maintained website. I just need some dates. Oh, girl. Oh, no. That's the man who owned the island. Okay. I know. He looks like a Mexican John Waters. I know how that girl corpse got on the island. Um, This is... Oh, okay. So he he ran the island for fifty years, and he died in two thousand one. So about nineteen fifty one is when that. Okay, that checks out. Yeah, dead girl in nineteen fifty one in like rural Mexico. Yeah. Also, like listeners, go look up a picture of Don Julian. Uh, he killed that girl for sure, and probably a. Oh, he God. looks like 
His skin looks like a purse. It's so leathery. (laughs) He looks like he's made out of catcher's mitts. (laughs) (laughs) He himself is actually a very large doll. (laughs) Uh, He just wanted to be with his own kind. Oh my god, they're making a movie about it. Uh, is it okay? I it's probably going to be a horror movie. I hope that it's like a Toy Story kids movie. I hope this is that new Pixar project that they've been real cagey about. Uh, here is the the description. When is this coming out? Oh, there was no one of note in this movie, and release date two thousand eighteen, UK. That's the only place it's come out. <laughs> In 1957, murders occurred upon the infamous Island of the Dolls in Mexico, which didn't happen. A modern-day British journalist, Emily, deceitfully takes an assignment in London to research and uncover the truth of the unspoken event. With the assistance of her photographer friend and several Mexican locals, they travel to the mysterious island and soon discover the danger of which awaits them. Despite some spooky... What is with that word in this island?! (laughs) <laughs> some, some spooky, sometimes threatening incidences. Emily is determined to crack the case. Will she accept the truth before she, too, remains a doll? Was she a doll to start with? No. Is that the... She's a journalist. Well, is it like that Twilight Zone episode where... He the... became the dummy? No, no. Like, there's, there's a, a woman goes into a department store... And like the mannequins start like looking at her and she's like, she thinks she's going crazy. And then she's like, I have to know more. And she goes back and like, come back. Your turn is over. It's Holy my shit. turn now. How have I not seen? Is that the new version? No, no. The- I think, I think it's an old one. It could be the night Holy gallery. Shit. Maybe. But yeah, it's like she was a mannequin and they all just take turns going out and being people. I don't think I've seen that one yet. Great episode. How did I miss that? Oh, there's always, no matter how much of a Twilight Zone like completist you think you are, there's always one. Like, I was in a bar, and I'm like, I've never seen this one. It's a beautiful gift that keeps on giving. I love that show, but I hate watching it, because I'm like, oh, I wonder what that actor's up to. Dead. (laughs) I wonder where his bones are now. (laughs) The screenshots and stills from this. Ooh, look at the poster. Is the doll made out of fingers? (laughs) It's, it's, the, the poster is the outline of, like, a bald doll head. And then it's filled in with a photo of just a pile of doll arms. <laughs> and then the picture under it, under it is like a banner and it's like a foggy waterscape with a bunch of sticks that look like arms poking up out of it. It's, it's solid. So to answer my question, it is not the new Pixar movie. It is not the new Pixar movie. Well, it is not Toy Story 4. <laughs> That's, I mean, with the increasingly bleak and depressing tone that those movies take, I mean, like, it wouldn't surprise me uh, if the next one was just like, Woody gets nailed to a tree because a girl died. <laughs> they have to go rescue him from the island and make friends with... Um, There's well, a snake in my boot. Well, this website that I uh, I got this story from listed Toy Story as being a horror film featuring spooky dolls, where if it is from the perspective of the spider baby... I think if it's from the perspective of the neighbor kid. Who's watching Sid do all, or no, Sid. Yeah, Sid. Sid. Because from Sid, it's like he's just a kid who like, he's like, he's sitting around and he's got these toys and he likes making new toys. He's really the most creative element in that movie. Um, <laughs> because he's like, he's he's innovating and he's like, oh, what he's if. He's basically what if ba- running the, the thing from Hostel for toys. That, I mean, that's, he doesn't know they're alive though. 
He just he thinks he's building does stuff. does now. Yeah. Can you imagine the therapy that kid had to go through? And then I'm pretty sure he was in Toy Story 3 as a garbage man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I liked after 10 years of electroconvulsive therapy, um, he finally made it out into the real world. Do... Does he interact? I I don't think I've seen that one. Does he interact with no, the toys he's, again? No, he's just like a background. Like okay. you see a uh, like a young adult wearing Sid's shirt. Okay, putting trash into a sure a trash truck. I like I like garbage the- truck. <laughs> trash truck sounds better. Uh, I like the idea that he like every time that person sees like. A Buzz Lightyear, he just wets himself and starts screaming and has a complete breakdown. Because you would. Or it was like a scared straight situation. <laughs> I I set a lot of toys on fire as a kid. Um, I'm glad none of them ever came to life and gave me what for. I don't know. I was kind of the opposite, like an Annabelle situation where I would like... Because when you have... Some Manson chicks got murdered on your favorite toy? <laughs> God, no, but that was like the most amazing setup. The first 10 minutes of Annabelle are amazing, and then everything after that is just shit. Takes a turn. Takes uh, a turn. But the prequel to the prequel... <laughs> what? <laughs> there was a prequel to the Annabelle prequel that came out this past summer, <clears throat> uh, and it was it was solid. Was It was good. It was like the toy maker that made Annabelle. Fair, because even before it got like manson girl blood in it it was fucked up it was already mm-hmm. fucked up troubling um but no like all of my dolls were like almost creepily well cared for um those are the prepared stories we <laughs> have so we're gonna break for a commercial which i have a lot of <laughs> i have a lot of material to work with for the commercial <laughs> remember when this show just started with an accidental <clears throat> murder <laughs> <laughs> and then it devolved into an on-purpose murder. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun to watch a spiral just get further and further out from the from the original. This episode of Boohaha is brought to you by Manuel's Scenic Canal Tours. See the best Mexico has to offer with stops at fresh fruit stands, local shops, and a special stop at Marie's House of Dolls, so you can fully prepare yourselves for the sacrifice to the inhabitants of our final, and probably yours too, stop, the Island of the Dolls. Departs daily at 1pm from the last dock on the left. Okay, we're back from the commercial. (laughs) (laughs) I'll Um, be buying that product and or service. (laughs) Um, So we're going to do an email from a listener because i have one this week (laughs) not like last time when i thought i had one and then i just had to read a story about a ghost that was in email (laughs) that's so close that wasn't humiliating at all (laughs) now this is gonna have disappeared just wait (laughs) the email was a ghost okay this is from sadie so this email brought to you by the author that gave us asshole ghost child <laughs> from a previous episode, um, which was a great one. So everything here is a quote. And the title of the email is that time my great grandmother visited. I assume she's dead or else it's not a ghost story. <laughs> she came to visit with her ghost friends. <laughs> uh End quote. I was definitely six when this story happened because I remember having my sixth birthday in this house. It was cool, and if I had been older, I totally would have appreciated it more. I had an entire floor to myself, my own bathroom, where I definitely tried out the Bloody Mary game before I chickened out. Yeah, don't 
don't that's just asking for it you do that when the bedroom like when the bathroom is in your parents bedroom yeah. that's the only you don't get further than that. Um, my bedroom and the room at the end of the hall that was half a playroom, half the room my stepbrother stayed in when he came to visit my dad. Okay. Whole floor for a six-year-old. I was about to say, this is a lot of like, I mean. It's a lot of space. Sadie, I'm happy for you, but like, this is wasted real estate. That's a Victorian child's amount of house. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we put, we put Sadie upstairs and there's the, the servants and then the, the indoor ponies are up there too. I never got that in Peter Pan when they're like, oh, you can't sleep in the nursery anymore. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, I don't have to sleep with these two asshole little kids. I get my own room away from like these weird, stinky little boys and this moth man that's coming in the window at night. <laughs> and the dog that's more children. responsible than my parents. That, the, 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 just the dexterous good I want the do- I want that dog so bad. I always did. That was my favorite part of the movie. Nana? Yeah. It had its shit together. St. Bernard in a little hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Dad couldn't put on a fucking dickie. And the dog's like, let me give you your medicine because you're latchkey children, essentially. <laughs> your Victorian medicine that's killing you. <laughs> With cocaine in it. There's actual cocaine in it. More, more arsenic and opium for you. <laughs> It'll whiten your eyes. I want the gritty reboot of Peter Pan. Kind of like they're doing that version of Little Mermaid where, like, she's forced to live in an aquarium in modern times. Oh, God. (laughs) I want, like, a shitty Peter Pan. Well, this is, like, I I consumed children's media wrong my entire life. I was always irritated by the heroes, and I'm like... Yeah, I get it. I like as when I watch Peter Pan, I'm like, I completely get where Captain Hook is coming from. He's got a sweet deal. And then this little fucking piece of shit comes along and won't grow up and is just stealing children. <laughs> like that's uh, Captain Hook is a hero trying to I'm sure like the end game is like once I kill Peter Pan, I can return these children to my par- uh, to their parents. Uh, these little newsy motherfuckers. <laughs> Extra, extra, I've been kidnapped. <laughs> he just wants to shack up with Mr. Smee and live his life. Uh, sidebar to a sidebar. Uh, very few things in this world make me happier than Dustin Hoffman as Captain Hook in Hook. I love that so much. It, uh, it, Goddamn, it's one of my favorite things. And Bob Hoskins is Smee. Just, Best parts of that movie. Yeah, weren't they playing it like they were... A couple. I feel like it, it definitely felt impl- like when when he has his meltdown. He's like, "Don't try to stop me, Smee. Don't just try to stop me. Try to stop me." It it felt like like the very dramatic partner having a moment with their significant other. Yeah, just like the birdcage reframed. I was a I was going to. <laughs> well, I don't have a palimony agreement on me now. Uh, most insular deep cut from the birdcage. <laughs> So, the Sadie had the whole floor of her house. I also didn't know you had a stepbrother at one point, Sadie. We've been friends for like seven years. We'll cover that later. Shouldn't be calling out my dungeon master on a podcast. She can really fuck my shit up. Sounds like this letter's about the ghost of your friendship. There's a lot of layers to this. Uh, even with this wicked setup, I was I generally slept in my parents' room because I was so scared of the dark. Okay, that checks out. Uh, I'm sure my folks love that. Anyway, their room was on the main floor, and they had a bathroom across the tiny little hall. If you looked right there, there was a living room with this love seat in the front of a big 
window. Just need to get a floor plan for this house. <laughs> this is this is very clearly written by a dungeon master. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even put that together. It's it such great. Like I have a picture in my head. I'm like you're doing your job, Sadie. Good, nicely done. So I'm gonna need to roll an investigation check before I finish this email. <laughs> I sense motive. Um, as any little kid does, I had to get up to go to the bathroom one night. I mean, I, I'm 27 and I do that, so uh, even though I was afraid of the dark, my parents definitely didn't have any lights on except for a nightlight in the bathroom. So I would try and run to the bathroom without looking. Yep. Of course, I looked. So this particular night, I look and there's a woman sitting on the couch. Fuck that! And then I killed myself. <laughs> Whenever I hear a story like this and it gets to that point, I'm like, I would look for a sharp object to end my life because I'm done. Uh, She's in a dress and the light from the window has her basically backlit. I go completely still and then realize there's a man standing next to her. Again, fuck (laughs) this! God, so it's like that scene from Insidious? Jesus! At this point... The flight instinct kicks in. Good. Six-year-old Sadie knows what's up. And I book it into the bathroom and turn the light on. Because there's no way I'm going to be in a small room with only the stupid nightlight. You take the nightlight out of the wall and use it as a weapon. You, like, smash the bulb. (laughs) Break the glass and fucking stab it into the ghost's eye. Guns work, so will this. No, that's how you kill mason workers. (laughs) This is just a story about how Sadie killed a plasterer. Is she back from Australia yet? <laughs> I basically have to... Fuck. <laughs> I basically have to psych myself up to go back out there. And when I open the door, the man is standing there still. Oh my god. I book it across the hallway and jump into my parents' bed. My parents who sleep like the goddamn dead. <laughs> totally unhelpful. Uh, the idiot that I am, I look up and out through the door this man is standing in the doorway i basically burrowed into my dad and prayed that he wouldn't come into the room until i guess i fell asleep (laughs) oh she's asleep now i can't kill her (laughs) now the next morning i'm telling my mom the story and describing these two people in serious detail including the woman who i had already pegged as my great-grandmother who'd passed away a year or two before the man though i didn't know my mom pulls out a photo album and shows me a picture and asks me if any of the men in the picture looked familiar. Turns out I was describing my Aunt Alec, my Aunt Mary's husband, who died before I was born. <sighs> uh, anyway, that's the story of the time my dead relative showed up and scared the shit out of me, my parents, who were less than helpful, and the reason I still can't sleep with the door open as a grown-ass woman. That and the scene in The Sixth Sense where the shadow passes by the door while he's peeing. Ugh. But mostly the first thing. Ugh. I I empathize with with that. Uh, that movie fucked me up. Well, Misha Barton under that tent, ugh, ugh. vomiting, horrifying. Uh, I I watched that movie for the first time, knowing the ending, and it was interesting. And then I tried watching again, again, like after I'd seen it, and it's it's not. It's a movie you can only watch once. Yep. Uh, weird, and it's a it's an M Night. Okay, that's yeah. <laughs> weird that that would be a thing with his movies. Uh, that story is horrifying. Uh. Question, one would have to assume that the intentions of familial ghosts are always good. And, I mean, not always, but, like, if, if like, Mima is just, like, out in the den being see-through and stuff. I mean, I know this was in the 90s, 
But I can't help but picture the great aunt like dressed as Lady Tremaine from Cinderella <laughs> in like the high necked. <laughs> I was with picturing the hair. Mrs. Roper. <laughs> I mean, which there's parallels between what we were picturing. One's but just, I'm just imagining floral a backlit moo moo, and it's not great. <laughs> Well, Mrs. Roper's movies were also lacy anyway. If it was oh, back, but you just uh, no, that always it always confuses me. Where it's like, oh, my grandma showed up, and like I know that she loves me because she scared the shit out of me in the night. Um, if any of my relatives die, thankfully I have not seen my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine that he'd quiz me on Latin in death as he did in life, and that's just a weird way to wake up. But uh, if my mom, my dad, grandma, any of them die, I don't want to be visited. I don't. I'm fine with just never seeing them again. The in okay in in general, uh, I I understand the sentiment. I want nothing more than to see a, a phantasm, and I know I will regret that wish should it ever come true. Um, I'd be good with like my because my my grandfather was like I don't know he. Just he just loved sitting on the couch watching Judge Judy and and audibly farting, and and then I don't know. That's a great scene if you think about it in terms of like The Conjuring Two, <laughs> where it's just an old man ghost, yeah, who kept switching over whatever Christmas special that girl's watching to fucking um, Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. <laughs> Love the Iron Lady. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. I imagine uh, Grandpa Fletcher's ghost would be very similar to that. It's just like slightly more farts and like a couple of off-color comments about like how hot Judge Judy is. She does have a quality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see her out of her robe. She's very, very, very chic. I've never seen Judge Judy out of a robe. I kind of just assumed it's really fun. Actually, You're like oh. I guess it's kind of like seeing Nancy Grace without a desk in front of her. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, she's not like just there's just there's a lower half to the body. Huh. Yeah. I mean, it's not great, but it's <laughs> good she has it. I guess just horse legs. I don't know. <laughs> she's a centaur. <laughs> Nancy Grace is actually a distant relative of Pan. <laughs> That's what, like in terms of conspiracy theories that I'm surprised don't exist and want to get started. All news anchors are centaurs. That's... <laughs> really opens some stuff up about Brian Williams and <laughs> how it still makes no sense that his daughter's that hot. <laughs> yeah, no, I I uh, boy, I'd love to I'd love to see a ghost. Not not necessarily Grandpa Fletcher because I feel like his apparition would be fart based. <laughs> Just like Oh, he's here. <laughs> At that point it's a poltergeist. <laughs> he, he used to this, this is not necessarily about ghosts. It's just a fun story about my grandpa. Uh, he used to eat like a shit ton of summer sausage and he just called it horse cock. Well, I mean, that that is a fun story. It also explains the farts. <laughs> and, and the strokes. <laughs> he loved two things. He loved, well, three things. He loved horse cock, cigars, and Judge Judy. He, he, he would get so blackout drunk that he got his phone number tattooed on his inner arm. Not the worst idea until not the you best. change service providers. Mm, not the best place for a tattoo. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm like, I genuinely don't think he knew. I mean, he's just like, yep, this is smart. 
<laughs> no. Or like he's like, I saw some other guy do it. I'm like, that's a good way to remember your phone number. And he just started crying. So I'm like, well, <laughs> anger that I'm stealing his idea. Anyway, sorry, we got off topic there. Ghosts. Grandpa, if you're out there, don't fart on me. <laughs> just going to bolt out of bed at two o'clock this morning. Just, I smell summer sausage farts. It was also the, like, you mentioning like the, the, the ghost moving through the hallway in um, Sixth Sense. I would, I would like stay the night at their house when I was a kid a bunch and I would be sitting there in a living room watching TV and there was this darkened hallway that led back to like their room and then the guest room. The guest room, which by the way was horrifying. And I don't know why it used to be my mom's room when she was a kid and even she's That's like, yeah, exactly that room was. exactly how the guest room situation in my grandma's was. <clears throat> it was my mom's room when she was growing up. And and my mom's like, oh, the room was fucking horrifying even then. And it's like, it's a creepy room. I hate, I never sleep. I'm like, I'll sleep on the couch. Uh, but he would go from the bathroom to, to his room in the night and it was just like a dark shadowy figure, but like doughy and in boxers. <laughs> like kind of like the naked guy on the roof in uh, It Follows. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, sorry, enough of my weird grandparent my, my ghost biggest, fears. like, fear staying in an unfamiliar house is less ghosts and more a uh, the packed situation where there's an emaciated old man living under the floor. Oh, yeah. And he pops out at night. I don't want anyone living in the walls. No, that's, that's a way bigger concern of mine than, like, spirits, because... <laughs> If I know anything, it's that ghosts cannot hurt you. Yeah. Unless they throttle you and you die of shock. <laughs> unless they put you in a headlock. <laughs> <laughs> and then make you shoot a plasterer. Uh, yeah, that's, I don't, I yeah, staying in, in like unfamiliar houses. I always, I always assume that like, it's like, I'm going to get, they're going to, it's going to be some sort of ritual murder thing. And there's going to be like a wall grandpa it's like, like what if they have a basement uncle <laughs> <laughs> basement uncle attic aunt <laughs> wall grandpa <laughs> this is the worst sitcom where just every member of the family lives in a different uninhabitable part of a house oh have you met chimney cousin <laughs> Spider-Man of Denver story. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm saving that for this. That is... I can't... I can't even... Um, like, again, seeing a ghost, they'd be like, sharp object, time to die. But that, knowing that... It just, and it's like, oh, there's a guy up there. He's just been here. He's just... He's seen you sleep. Oh, no. I'm my, And my life is done now. Thank you. Yeah, I don't trust crawl spaces. I don't trust... Oh closets that i cannot like immediately tell all of the walls are solid Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm always looking for trap doors and secret passages (laughs) um when i was growing up uh we expanded our house and my sister went to college so i got the old master bedroom and in the floor of one of the closets there was like a a door that went under the house Mm, why though would that because you had to get out under the house sometime or some way. To be spooky? Yes. <laughs> but then in the other closet, there was a door that led to, like, the crawl space in the attic. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Why is it always closets? Why is everything horrifying in a house in a closet? Or accessible through a closet? I mean, you're not just going to be, like, in the grand dining room and then there's a trap door under the table that leads to your crawl space. 
first of all, your basement uncle is never going to be able to get out because there's going to be that heavy, fancy dining table on it. We'll be taking dessert in the hidey hole. Uh, <laughs> come on down. Oh, this? That's Attic Grandpa. <laughs> he came down for some reason. They did a sequel to The Pact, and I'm pretty sure that my friends and I called it Two Basement, Two Uncle. <laughs> I feel like there has been a there's been a spate of like dude in wall <laughs> movies. Um so a couple well, it was like last year maybe. I got the a boy. I, yes. <laughs> no, I got aggressively too high. Oh no. I rented the boy from Redbox. And the movie's the not tiny good. man who lives in the red yes. box handed it to you. <laughs> it's not a good movie. Um but when you're too high and then you like pass out from being too high uh, and you have a backpack hanging on the door, you will wake up in the middle of the night, see the backpack, think it's the Duke, and then hyperventilate for upwards of 20 minutes. Then you'll fill your pockets with rocks and walk into the sea like the parents in the boy. I kind of want to watch that sober now. Ah, uh, don't. <laughs> uh for those of you who don't know, and it does tie in well to this episode, uh, these old people hire a lady to take care of their kid, which turns out to be a mid-sized doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns out that the doll is really just a... I don't know what that would be. It's a misdirection. It's a proxy. Their murder, their murder son is living in the walls. <laughs> he killed someone and they hit him in the walls. Yeah. Yeah, as you do. Like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any personal <laughs> <clears throat> So I like I've I've never I've never seen a ghost. There have been a couple of spooky things. Um You my... fuck around with Ouija boards occasionally, do you not? Uh, okay, well that's I I had completely <laughs> forgotten about that. I did um <laughs> at one point. I, I was fooling around with, with a Ouija board, uh, doing everything they say you don't. Like, we were in somebody's home, and we were like, being like anybody can come in. And removing your <clears throat> hands from the board and being like, mm-hmm. take the wheel, Jesus. And, well, and at some point, like, we were just sitting there, and it just seemed to be, like, spelling out random things. We're like, this is weird. I wonder if we're, we're pressing hard and it can't get there. And then we realized it was just going from corner to corner repeatedly which isn't good it's not good and i can tell you why that's not good but you probably know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. there is a very specific demon uh called zozo and it will just do the rainbow arc to spell out yeah so uh how are you not dead well here's what we did uh when like first of all it's like it started happening and then we both just weirdly zoned out (laughs) <laughs> and we just kind of like just like fell into silence for a while and then i'm like no wait a second this is bad and like leave please leave you can't be here anymore um and i'm like i'm i don't know i'm somewhat skeptical but i'm like i'm going to hedge my bets and just in case like it could whatever and what, sage your entire life sure uh and th- it seemed fine the only thing is like i was we were both just like physically drained for the rest of the day like, just real sleepy. Yeah, summoning a major demon will do that. Oh, God, I just needed some Gatorade. <laughs> that's, uh, no, I do, like, that, that's, so there's there's that. Other than that, no real, like, Ouija board um, experiences. Uh, my family owns a haunted house. What? So, 
<laughs> like a Halloween haunted <clears throat> house or like a like <laughs> yep. an old mansion. <laughs> yep, full of kids and masks. Um, it's not. It's on an island full of dolls. Uh, um, <clears throat> no, so my parents. Uh, uh, we as a family, we we left the states when when Bush got elected because we we're like <laughs> now or never. Uh, they 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 like they were able to move to Italy for work and they they still live there. And uh, in Italy, there's a, a shit ton of like really run down old houses like up in the Alps that are just very cheap because nobody really wants to fuck with because them. Because of all of the ghosts. Well, yes. And, and infrastructure. It's hard. There's nothing but like truffles up there, which is nice, but Not difficult. Not the good truffles. No, no. <laughs> the pig truffles. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's earthy. Um, and so they, they bought this house and they like kind of have, have spent a while like low-key renovating it. And we would just use it as like a vacation house and we would go up there occasionally and very quickly became clear that it was cray cray haunted. <laughs> <laughs> so the the foundations of the building are about 900 years old. Are they made of like old plague victims? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they live in one of those like French catacomb holes. We actually got the, the clay from Pavalia. <laughs> <laughs> all of the banisters on the stairs are just femurs <laughs> so um the walls are painted in blood it's a great place to vacation in the summer <clears throat> uh no so like like the the foundations are super super old so it's a bunch of old stone which i mean i guess just retains ghost energy it's like it's the that, sponge of the, death that's the running theory yeah uh and also, like, the walls, this comes into play, the walls are about three feet thick, just incredibly, from one room to another, you can hear nothing. Like, if you're upstairs... Oh, great. Yeah, if you're upstairs, you can't hear anything that's going on downstairs. Like, I could be I could be down there yelling, and you'd be like, I thought I heard something. Uh, and every night we would sleep there, you would hear uh, farm animals at, like... <laughs> Like at like it's like oh I am sleeping in a barn like you would wake up and be like I'm in a barn what happened did I fall asleep in the barn we don't have a barn, uh, and it's because the downstairs area was a stable, and you would bring the horses in and then the farmer lived above the so stable. like a residual haunting type yeah thing leftover cow ghost <laughs> you're gonna have uh, a ghost <laughs> cow ghost not bad not bad and like we like we tested it out my dad at some point like went down and like scooted around furniture and stuff and like we couldn't hear it but those the cows um other weird stuff like uh you'll go there like you'll you'll fall asleep and then you'll wake up the last time i was there i woke up like 25 times and just over the course of the night which never happens to me and then all of our phones and portable electronics get drained in an hour when um, you came here, you were like, I don't really have a ghost story. I completely you forgot about this. this haunted house out of your ass. <laughs> I completely forgot that, that my family the way, owns a ghost in, house. I lived in the Italian equivalent of Amityville. <laughs> the walls bled all the time. Uh, yeah, and like I think the the most like concrete thing, and this is something I've never witnessed, but my my mom will testify that it has happened multiple times. There's a wood-burning stove that they used to heat the house, and above it, there's, like, a series of pegs for, like, towels and stuff. And so you would, they would, you know, hang up towels and stuff to dry, and then they'd go out for a walk, 
and they would come home and without fail all of the towels would be in a circle around the stove on the floor. Oh, fuck that. Like, so and, hard. And just like, and yeah, like it's fucking terrifying. But on the other hand, you're like, I mean, I guess it's nice that the ghost is looking out. You're like, don't start a fire. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I guess. So generally not a harmful. No, more. My my mom did at some point. She went and talked to a, a friend of hers whose mother is an old Jewish mystic. We all have that friend. I am a <laughs> caricature of a person, <laughs> and I lead a fantasy life. Uh, so, like, her mom is, like, a, a Jewish mystic, and uh, my mom just said, like, oh, you know, it's interesting. We have this house, and she didn't give the lady any context, and the lady just said, oh, the the farmer went away and died, and, and the animals don't know when he'll come back. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, the, the, the cap... Uh, to, to that story. Oh, also my brother would never stay there because he's like, oh, the man. There's the man in the hallway. <laughs> so, yeah. Just want to be more specific about the man. He had a hat. See Belushi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the funny man in the hallway <laughs> telling me jokes about his dead ghost cows. <laughs> uh... No, I don't. The, the the cap to that is they they did a pretty extensive chunk of renovation where like they got rid of like they they took out like most of the roof and a lot of the like upper walls and stuff and created this kind of like lofty area. Um, and since then, there's been nothing. So they released his soul to Jesus. Uh, hopefully, they just have to crack the roof off. <laughs> yeah, it turns out the way to unhaunt a house is you just just. Air it out. It's like heat. It rises to the top. <laughs> just, your pot's boiling over. Just take the lid off, you asshole. <laughs> take off the roof. It's easy. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's that's uh, that's my ghost. That's what they story. didn't tell the hunting in Connecticut family. <laughs> what do we do? Uh, you have a mortuary ghost. Just like air it out. Yeah. Just probably. Is it? Is there a lot of ash? Just dust. You should dust more, probably. I think in the movie, that house, like, they set it on fire. There were just bodies in the walls, and we're like, oh, no police investigation needed here. That's, uh... All these old-timey mutilated bodies. <laughs> now just let the cancer kid light them on fire. They're tinder dry. That, uh, that reminds me a lot of, uh... Uh, Portland comic and now festival runner Tori Ward. Uh, her her family owns a, a space in Lincoln City that, that they use for events and comedy shows. And it's called The Eventuary because it used to be a mortuary. Oh, it's haunted. It, it. <clears throat> well, here's the thing. Uh, the owner of the mortuary got into some gambling debts and couldn't afford to properly dispose of the bodies. So he put them in the basement. Yeah. End of story. <laughs> uh, that That's happened in several places. Um, there was a funeral home crematory where they just stopped doing that and like hid them around the the um, like their land and then just gave people. This is the worst Easter egg hunt ever. Yeah, just gave people like crushed up uh, cement in cans. It's like, here's mom. I found a perfectly rounded pebble in dad's ashes <laughs> looks like brick was dad made out of masonry <laughs> it's actually artisanal uh victorian <laughs> criminals this this goes for like a hundred bucks an ounce we need to sell dad's body <laughs> i'm just gonna call this episode callbacks <laughs> <laughs> callbacks and snorts um, that's, 
And summer sausage farts. <laughs> uh, a horse cock farts, as, as you would. You would. <laughs> don't know if iTunes will let me do that. I would like you to push this envelope <laughs> as far as possible. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to start Andy Kaufmaning my <laughs> podcast titles. How far can I take this before someone calls me out on this load of bullshit? <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh. I don't know. They let me do tool- toolbox full of nipples. So. <laughs> he probably just assumed you were interviewing a cool prog rock band. <laughs> I think that's the fake ad that I did was like an album <laughs> called Toolbox Full of Nipples. <laughs> no, it was for an album called uh, by Crybaby Bridges because that was what we were doing. And then I was like, from the studio that brought you Toolbox Full of Nipples. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. It would functionally, it would just look like a toolbox full of pepperoni, probably. Oh, God. <clears throat> yeah. I'm pretty so, sure you can buy replicas of uh, Dean's nipple belt on Etsy. I think there's a crocheted version. That you look like it's surprising, but is it really? No, I'm just, I'm just, I feel like uh, you would lose a lot of the gravitas because it would just look like it's like, oh, it's like a crocheted candy belt or something. It's just a series of pink circles, right? I, I think the way that they uh, went about it is. Like the nipple they, area? They, cro- they crocheted the word nipple belt onto it. <laughs> this is where having the Etsy app easily accessible really really comes in handy. And this is going to fuck my searches up. I mean, Etsy's algorithm is so simple, it's probably just going to try to sell you, like, other belts. Like, uh, I, I, I feel like their their algorithm is, is very, very... Simplest. You can get a car decal <laughs> of the nipple belt. Uh, no, just a Vedgeen's face, but a oh, uh, human flesh trinket box. I hate this website. Sounds so festive. Soap that looks like a human brain. Edgeen inspired uh, uh, lamp shade. That's appropriate. Do you feel okay? Like, is there a point at which? Because, like, I, I, f- I fully am on board with investigating the darker side of the human psyche and investigating uh, intellectually what makes people rotten and why. Uh, When it crosses over into like, what's your job? I crochet belts based on a horrible crime. Ironically, you know, for giggles, for people on the internet to to kind of laugh at for a bit and then forget about. Uh, Women died. Anyway, how are you? Only two women. (laughs) It's not like Wait, how many nipples do they have? Okay, here's the thing about Gein. Just the four on the belt? That no, seems he, he only killed two women, but he did a lot of grave robbing. That's right. Okay, there we go. I thought these women just had like no, it's eleven not, nipples. It's not like Dahmer with his fridge full of him dicks that he harvested himself from live people and then they were black, so he painted them white Coxicles. with makeup. He painted them white with makeup. Coxicles, yes. Yep. <laughs> It's fun because they have the the joke on the shaft, and I I think that's a good place to go into. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Boohahapod. Uh, listen to Toolbox Full of Nipples on Spotify. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Facebook at facebook.com slash boohahapod. You can email me your ghost stories at boohahapod at gmail.com. Um, be sure to check out all the other shows on the You Gonna Meow network who have been kind enough to host my bullshit. <laughs> um, 
And if you review on iTunes, I'll I'll give you a shout out on the show. So review it. I don't care if it's, I mean, at least three stars. I have a five star rating right now. Don't fuck this up for me. One star, too many nipples. <laughs> I'm in for 10 nipples, but once you hit that 14. Not enough doll heads. Um, so I will see you next month for a regular episode. And then our June episode is going to be special because I'm literally taking the show on the road. Uh, Avalon, where can we find you? <clears throat> oh, just in the walls. Um, <laughs> I'll be crawling around there cousin. at night. <laughs> Hi. Uh, we have, uh, me and uh, Michael Garcia have a show, a monthly at The Lamp called Forgotten Fantasies. It is a comedy panel nostalgia trip where we examine the half-remembered fantasy media fever dreams of our guests. See, youths. I anticipated it was just you guys watching 70s porn. <laughs> That's what we do to unwind afterwards. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's monthly at the lamp. You can uh, you can find us on the faces books. Um, and uh, yeah, other than that, yeah, I'll be in your walls at night. That's the big M Night Shyamalan twist. Is that oh, we can... got your wall cousin on the show? You can to bring it full circle. Uh, you could you could see my creepy Instagram at that Avalon T H A T A V A L O N. A lot of doll heads. Interestingly, a lot of doll heads. Really? Yeah, huh. yeah. A surprising amount. An- enough, enough doll heads. <laughs> enough to be conspicuous. Enough to bump that three star rating back up to a five. <laughs> oh, unhappy listener! Head over to my Instagram. Check out some dead eyes. <laughs> All right, I'll see you, butt heads. <laughs> that was really rude of me. Yeah, fuck you, asshole. <laughs> I experimented with calling listeners booches, but. <laughs> That just makes it sound like they're dead lesbians. Um, You know what? I'm leaving. (laughs) Goodbye. See you around, box nips. (laughs) 